Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you too, Bear. This is episode 29 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about gratitude. What are you most thankful for today? I guess I'm thankful that I'm still alive. You took my answer. <laughs> after after the, the mess with the ruptured gallbladder and the surgeon who said, this is kind of a big deal because you should be dead. I mean, he didn't use those words, but that's basically what he said. I, I guess I'm grateful that I didn't die. Yeah, um, I'm very grateful that you didn't. Also, it was kind of eye-opening last night uh, when you came and sat down next to me and talked about your life insurance policy. Um, I didn't know that you were taking it as drastically, drastically as it should have been. I guess I didn't think in those catastrophic terms, but I'm very thankful that you're here. So I guess that's what I'm thankful for today. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I would do without you. And I don't like even thinking about that because it's pretty upsetting. Uh, I, this world's rough enough and I can't imagine you not being here with me to go through it. So I don't plan on you going anywhere for a long time and thankful that you are here with me to share in this time. So, Well, for everybody listening, uh, the conversation last night is I reminded him that through my work, I have a life insurance policy because if I did die, I don't think anybody is going to go hunt him down and hand him the check. He's probably going to have to, to do a little work yeah. to get that done. And I wanted to remind him that, 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 that that's out there. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. So you're not going anywhere. <laughs> What do you most admire in your life? Hmm. Not to sound hokey or anything, probably you. I would have to say you. I don't know. I feel privileged that we did. Be, we were able to get married. I feel privileged that I got to meet you. You know, we don't live in a fairy tale by any means. But, I mean, the last 10 years of my life have been really, really happy. I mean, we've had ours ups and downs and, you know, everything else that goes on. But it's probably the the happiest 10 years of my life. So, I would, yeah, probably you. I know you have probably something different to add to that, but what do you, what do you think? Wow. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that answer from you. Um, I didn't set out in this relationship to be admired. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to be put up on a big pedestal because it's going to be a long fall down. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, I don't I, know. I can't help but think that in the the universe of universes, in all of the multiverses, we probably would have found each other eventually. Yeah. I would hope so. I would think so. It, it's kind of like we're destined to be together. Yeah. Your, yeah. your ups are my downs and vice versa. Yeah, we, we, we're a pretty good team. We, we balance out the universe. <laughs> I want to go that far. <laughs> Probably add a little more chaos into it than anything else. <laughs>
So who do you admire then in your life? Who do I admire in my life? Um, th there's all kinds of, I, I suppose, uh, uh, I wouldn't say politicians, there's a lot of activists out there who have opened up people's eyes, um, people who won't take no for an answer. I, I worked with a lot of them during the AIDS pandemic, and most of them are all dead now. But that, that doesn't mean I can't still admire them. Mm -hmm. It's important that there be people out there who won't take the status quo and won't just roll over and die without making an impact. I, I don't think I could name just one person, but a, as a group, um, there have been some really wonderful people in this world. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to sum it up. So, but, you know, I get, I get to see what you're saying completely. What is one way someone has helped you this month? Well, besides the obvious, there, there were doctors and nurses and whatever in the hospital. They were, they are people who are paid to, <laughs> to help. They're paid to be empathetic. The, the first person that comes to mind is a coworker. The, the job that I have now is to replace somebody uh, who is retiring soon. And, he is helping me to not only learn all the software in the system, but all the politics of um, what document goes and what, what requirements have to be met and, and all those things. And I do feel incredibly grateful that uh, he is willing to do that and not just dump it on me and say, okay, <laughs> it's your mess now. Yeah. What about you? What, what's someone that's helped you this month? This might get you off guard, and it's not just any particular person. Uh, it's You might find this quite surprising. Probably some of the customers at work. It, they're few and far between. But just the kindness that they can show when they do come into work, come into my place of employment. As you guys know, I, I work in a pawn shop. I'm a pawnbroker. But, you know, you get to know these people, and... um Sometimes, you know, it's it's not always about them. You know, they're coming down, they can't need money and stuff like that. But we're banking to a lot of them. But then coming in, they get to know you kind of. And, and just the words of encouragement they've given me about your situation, you know, and just just ask them about my day. Uh, even though they're having a crummy day, they're going out of their way to see how I'm doing. So I'd, I'd probably have to say them. You know, like I said, they're few and far between. But it just... Just the fact that some of them do care means the world to me, and that you know they're they're empathetic enough where they they ask, and they and they truly mean it. They, you know, you get to get kind of know these people. So yeah, I would just have to say them. Who has made a difference in your life as a kid? Well, that's pretty obvious. It, it's my mother, hands down. Um, everybody says their moms are outstanding, and they all are. Moms are great. But my mom, my mom was there for everything, for all the doctor's appointments, for all of my sporting events, just anything, any kind of extracurricular activity. She was there. I don't know how she did everything, 
as a child. I mean, she worked full time, but she she didn't miss anything. I, I I just don't know how she did it. But yeah, my mom, hands down, she's always been my biggest cheerleader. She's been my calm in the storm for everything. My biggest proponent, my biggest advocate. I don't know what I would do without her, but yeah, as a kid, she she was just there for everything. So, give a shout out to my mom for that. And I just envy her so much for her ability to uh, handle all of those things and keep on plugging along. So, that's 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 my answer. How about you? Well, first I want to know, how did you manage when you moved from New Jersey to Kansas? And you, without the support of your mother? It was called growing up and growing up quick. I mean, it wasn't like I could jump in a car and be there in an hour or two. I mean, it's a 24-hour drive. I, I mean, I was I was on the rowing team, so I kind of had a, a family there. But it was just, it was growing up. I hate saying it, it was like I had to put on my big boy pants and learn how to survive. That's what I did. One foot and, you know, one step in front of the other, I guess. Well, I'm going to cheat on this question. I'm not going to... I'm not going to bring up a, a real person. I'm going to bring up a, a fictitious person. The person who made the biggest difference in my life as a kid was Mr. Spock on Star Trek. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he, he was someone who had no feelings or expressed no feelings, no matter what he was faced with. And as a teenager, that was very admirable to me. Um, as someone who had feelings that couldn't or, or shouldn't be expressed, someone who was well on his way to coming out, he, he was a sort of a, a, a role model, e even though he's a fictitious character. Um, I, I still think he had a big impact on my life. Hmm. What is one thoughtful thing someone did for you recently? We, I kind of answered that already with the previous question. Can you think of an example? Just, I mean, just overall kindness. Some of the people that I've dealt with, I guess. Uh, I mean, not, not like specific. I mean, it's it just runs the game, but just kind things that people have done or asked or shown actual concern for, I guess. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to give a short answer on that. Well, the only thing I can think of recently is um, a number of nurses who brought me a toasty warm blanket when I was shivering. Seems like a really small thing, but it was really important to me. It meant the world to you when it happened. I saw how bad you, how how cold you were. So, <laughs> but you were very, very, very thankful for that. What is the best thing that has happened so far today? Um, I can't think of anything. I guess I woke up alive. I'm, You're taking all my answers. <laughs> we're recording this on Independence Day, so I got an extra day out of the weekend, and it was nice 
having a day when I didn't really have to do anything. I didn't have housework scheduled or anything like that. I just watched TV and and <laughs> got some rest. I, I guess that's the best thing that's happened to me today. How about you? Uh, same thing. I don't know. Well, I guess the last few days have been really pretty nice. You know, I had a few days off and then stuff happened at work where computer problems didn't have to work Saturday and yesterday the boss decided not to open up. So that's nice, but it's going to hurt the paycheck. But, um, but it was nice that the three days I had off, you had off too. Yeah, it, so, it was going to be end up being just one day, but mm-hmm. it was all three days. Yeah, so that's been really nice. Guess so. we can can be thankful to the computer gods for that. Yeah. What is one thing you've enjoyed about your job recently? <laughs> it's besides the answers that I've already given, wow. I just. <laughs> Not much, to be honest. I mean, it's it's just it's the, my job is a big cycle. It just you do the same thing day in day out. I hear all the same stories, so I don't know. It's sorry, I'm not full of insight today. I guess so. Yeah. Well, everybody, believe it or not, we did prepare for this. Yeah, we do. It's just some of these questions are stumping us today. Apparently, I mean, how, what have you enjoyed? enjoyed about your job recently i i'm enjoying learning new things that's always a plus for me um when a job becomes boring and predictable that is like an early death and it hasn't got that way yet and i I really don't see it ever getting that way i think there will be always new always be new and interesting things to do and i'm thankful for that Programming work is often feast or famine, um, and right now I'm enjoying the fact that I have neither. Uh, what made you laugh or smile today? What made me laugh? I watched a documentary on George Carlin, and he makes me laugh. Parts of it were sad, though. He definitely brings out his... He makes... People laugh, but he also makes people think, and that's the kind of humor that I like. Yeah. What, what about you? What made you smile today? Uh, it's funny that you said that because I actually turned his uh, one of his uh, comedy specials on HBO on earlier, but I wasn't in the mood for that kind of humor today. Not much. I, I, I don't know. I've been just kind of lounging around, kind of napping in and out, just thinking about the week ahead. I haven't really caught my stride, and it's late in the afternoon by now already, but I don't know. We still got plenty of time left today, so we'll, you know, we'll find out what comes. What's the best thing about your home? The best thing about my home? Hmm. Probably my four cats. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Like the house we live in? I think we're incredibly fortunate that our cats are not scared of fireworks. Yes. They could really care less, I think. They do sort of pop their ears up every once in a while when they hear a firecracker go off, but you know, they don't cower in the corner. Yeah, they they haven't gone and hidden or anything like that. So. I, I think one of our cats is almost deaf anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. Uh, Brandon gets a little, little caught off guard in the beginning, but he seemed to calm down quite a bit. Um, but no, yeah, I, 
I think the cats, they, you know, you, you see how I interact with them. I think you're happy they're here, so I don't bother you the whole time. I just normally pick on them. Um, but I'm always, I'm always playing with them or trying to pet them. It probably annoys you to no end because I'm always singing to them or, I don't know. They're, they're like my play toys, so I kind of torture them instead of you. So you're probably thankful for about that. Yes, I am. About that. So, because if they weren't getting the attention, you would, and you would have probably killed me by now. So, what is your favorite thing about, huh? Um, you. I'm I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're sharing your life with me and Sal's. That's really all I can say about that. Okay. What has improved about your life in the last year? Wow. Um, Health-wise, I was doing really well. I was walking almost two miles a day. That's probably nothing to most of you out there who walk, but that was that was a lot for me. And I was doing it more for my mental health than my physical health. And perhaps that increase in stamina is is what kept me from dying from the ruptured gallbladder. I don't know. I'm not the healthiest person, but I, I could be a lot worse. I would like to get back to the point where I could do more walking again, but it's we've got 100-degree days now, and, and I don't have access to air-conditioned tracks, so I don't know when that will start happening, but I do look forward to that again. What has improved about your life in the last year? Uh, my leg hasn't been giving me much trouble. Well, besides the normal, I guess. Um, now that we got insurance, you're getting an, a new liner and prosthetic. Yeah, so I go got the new liner last week, and then I go in for the new socket this Friday. So I probably have to say that. I mean, my health's been good. Um, blood sugars have been coming more regulated. I find it amazing how you could just, Something can throw it off so easily. Before you went in the hospital, my blood sugars were running really, really well. And then just the change in schedule and things like that, and eating and stuff like that, they just kind of went haywire. And it's kind of easy to put it aside, even though I know I shouldn't. Of uh, it's, it's just little things can just throw it off. And I, I find, I'm finding more and more recently that the more I get stressed, it affects my blood sugar too. Because there's times where I'll eat the same amount and take the same amount of insulin. And it's the same kind of meal because he knows I don't. I get into uh, patterns of eating things. and I will eat the same thing day in, day out for weeks, months on end. And then the same meal one day will affect my blood sugar differently the next day. And that gets rather annoying. But, you know, that's that's pretty much. That's it probably. So. What is something you are looking forward to in the future? Um, that would be improvements in health technology, especially insulin um, and, and diabetes. We both now wear sensors 24 hours a day that will tell us exactly what our blood sugar is and show us how it's been trending, a, a, a graph that goes up and down. And I expect soon that to be integrated with pumps so that you don't have to do anything. Just uh, just uh, 
insert the, the, the cannula and fill it with insulin and have it deliver the insulin and, and based on that sensor give you more when you need it more and give you less when you need it less. I don't know, you know, that they could ever perfect that, but I, I certainly do see it a lot more prevalent in the future and and other other kinds of technologies around diabetes that our our predecessors <laughs> would have given anything for. What do you uh, look forward to in the future? Uh, immediate future, looking forward to my new prosthetic. Hopefully it'll clear up some of the problems I've had with sores. Better mobility, more comfort. And then, you know, go back to the process of hopefully getting a pump, like you said. I think that'll help make things easier. You know, be another thing that's hooked up to my body. Sometimes I feel like a a cyborg with prosthetic and every accessory known to man for diabetes. But I guess it's just, I'm, I'm alive, so that that's a good thing. I guess it's supposed to help my life along. Um, but it does get a little bit old, having everything hooked up and being prodded, poked and prodded, but it's something I've gotten used to over the years. So, But yeah, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to. How have you made personal or professional progress lately? Well, professionally, nothing's changed. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I've kind of taken a step back professionally for for different reasons. But I'm I'm trying not to let things bother me as much, and it's really hard not to. But um, I decided that um, this is a company that pretty much, if if I left, they would replace me in a day. So I'm just going to look out personally, I guess, for myself and, you know, my happiness more so than with the company. So I'm just trying to put as much thought into there as much as possible and just go in and do my job and do it well. That's what I'd have to say. Then, you know, that in, the, that in turn affects personally. So I figure if I'm happy at work, I'm going to be happy outside of work. So that's what I'm going to strive for. I think my professional progress has gone really well um, since I started working a few months ago um, after several months of of not being able to find work. Um, having any kind of career at all is, is progress, but I'm, I'm learning all kinds of things. I'm, I'm actually learning about old technology that that I didn't really know about but I'm I'm doing really well with it and I'm I'm really happy with my work and so I guess just having some is is progress what is something you experience every day that you sometimes take for granted um not to beat a dead horse um the access to healthcare that we have, the fact that I do have a prosthetic and the CGM and the technology for taking care of diabetes. I know there's people around the world that don't have access to those those tools. And I know people who you know, it's it is a catastrophic event whenever you're diagnosed not catastrophic when you when you become an amputee. But it was very eye-opening 
when we, I first lost my leg to go to the amputee support group meetings and seeing other people there who have it much worse than I did. You know, you don't want to compare, but there's people out there who, who've lost limbs, multiple limbs, who don't, or vision, and they, they don't, and they don't have the access to what we do here in the States. And then even being a diabetic, uh, there's people around the world who can't receive care for their diabetes, which is just ridiculous. The healthcare system needs to be fixed. I mean, there's people in the United States, they, they can't even access it. And that's ridiculous, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm real thankful for that. Because there's people, even in this community, that, that have a hard time that they're rationing insulin. And it, it just blows my mind. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, you know, I try not to take it for granted, but I'm aware of what I do have, and, I, and I'm very thankful for that. Well, something that I take for granted every day is that I have people who love me that I don't always acknowledge. While I was in the hospital and 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 since, my husband and family members are asking me how I'm feeling, how well I'm doing. And I don't know, it just seemed like those people would be there forever, but in in practical in practicality, I, I know that it won't always be true, and I'm I regret that I take those things for for granted. And you're stuck with us, so <laughs> ah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, well I- that kind of ends on a sad note. No, it doesn't, because we have a joke this week. Huh? <laughs> Okay. So what is your favorite joke right now? Did you know that 45 Earths could fit in Uranus? (laughs) No. 46 if you relax. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. All right. Well, at least you got your joke in this week. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Kura. And Bear. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.